Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. But, but, but what's interesting on the topic of godliness is how vast it's been. And, and I've, I've heard um, feedback from a few folk on this topic, and I'm excited. Um, I'm just excited to see where you are all, you are all along this journey and along this walk. So um, I want to go ahead and continue to get into this as I develop this because we got to wrap things up pretty quickly as uh, today we are going to be baptizing a few folk that um, are, are going to step into their next phase and stage in their relationship with Jesus. And um, we want to get to that as quickly as possible. So with all eyes closed, let's get right into today's topic. All eyes closed, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the most amazing and beautiful people today, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that even, uh, even as we gather here today, Lord, that there is a remnant online that's watching, that's listening, Lord, and I pray for them as well, that where they are, their hearts may be receptive to your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. So all month here, Scarlet Note, we've been talking on the topic of godliness, godliness. Our focus, um, our focus text has been 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. And we learned that the apostle Paul was adamant about his instructions to the churches that he oversaw. And, 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 and he, so he had uh, leadership uh, over these churches. And, and so he was adamant about the instructions that he gave. And not only did he write to uh, one of his... Um, his uh, one, one of his, his followers, uh, Timothy, his spiritual children, he also wrote to another one named Titus, and we talked about Titus, but in both cases, godliness, somebody say godliness. godliness. Godliness was the crux of the instructions for these churches. Now, he could have taken the opportunity in these letters to highlight other things like prayer, singing, fasting, the prophetic, um, and on and on and on. He could have talked about generosity, giving, um, uh, just could have talked about a lot of things, but his, his main focus as he is talking to Timothy and Titus, as he has given instructions to those churches that he was spearheading, he talked about godliness. It was like the overarching theme of those letters in Titus and in Timothy, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. So we're going to read um, this portion of this letter one more time, and I want you to follow close with me. You with me? Yeah. All right, here we go. Good. So 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. Here we go. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train, train, train to be next. Physical training is physical training is but training for is much better promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Again next. This is a trustworthy saying and everyone everyone alright. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the savior of some people, all people, and in particular of all believers. Teach what things? All right. And insist that some. It seems like we've been teaching and learning the wrong things. So what is godliness? And we talked about this. I gave you uh, I gave you uh, four things as I started the series, and I only were I was only able to cover three of them as uh, Pastor Jose uh, the third who did an amazing job last week, by the way, um, covered covered uh, uh, an aspect of it. But but what is godliness? And I, I gave this definition that godliness is a proper and suitable response to the things of God. Let me say that again. 
Godliness is a proper and suitable response to the things of God. Godliness produces obedience and righteous living. All right? Yes, righteousness produces obedience and righteous living. A godly person lives, thinks, speaks, behaves in a way that is always in step with God's heart and God's will. Godliness isn't what happens here on a Sunday. Let me say that again. Godliness isn't what happens here on a Sunday, but what happens Monday through Saturday in our day-to-day lives. Godliness isn't about how much or how little you pray, sing, stomp your feet, or give. Did you hear that? That's what godliness is. Godliness is evidence. Somebody say evidence. evidence. It's evidence of God's existence in you. That's what godliness is. It's the proof. It's the evidence. Man, show me the proof. I am the proof. Well, no, I, I, I need the data. I need the numbers. I need to, uh, show, I, I need to, I need to see the, the, the hardcore proof. I, I'm it. I'm the proof. I used to be. I no longer am because of God in my life. He's the evidence. I'm the proof. Literally, you should be all the proof that someone needs for your existence. People should be able to say, I don't know whether God is real or not, but when I look at you, I see God, if there is a God. Godliness says that all that I do and all that I am, I do and I am according to God. Did you get that? All that I do, come on, repeat after me. All that I do, all that I am, I do, I am, according to God. That's every area. All that I do. All. All right, I could still hear Sessie screaming, I got it, Pastor. And then she ain't going to show up on Sunday. Mm, if you're watching me. Mm. All that I do and all that I am, I do and I am according to God. That's godliness. That means as a husband, as a husband, I don't do, I don't do my role as a husband according to this world or the standard or according to my feelings. I do it according to God. Did you get that? Wives, as a wife, I don't, I don't do I don't do my role as a wife according to the standards of this world and according to my feelings. I do it according to God. Children. That's how we do, uh, even in our treatment of our parents, all that I do and all that I am, I do and I am according to God. Everybody got that? You sure? You sure? All right. And that goes for employers. It goes for employees. It goes for business owners. It goes for um, uh, your, in your generosity and your giving. It goes in the way you treat your neighbor and the way you conduct yourself. I mean, in every, all that I do and all that I am, I do and I am according to God. You got me? Becky was reminding me this while I was driving. All that I do and all that I am, all that I am according to God. I shut up. So, godliness says, <laughs> godliness says that when all eyes are on me, my eyes are on God. So, who trains for godliness? Who trains for godliness? Who trains you for godliness? Who? Who trains you? The church. The pastor. Yourselves. Paul told Timothy, train yourself. There has been an ongoing desire towards godly training in your life when you are grateful for all that he has done in your life. See, there are many people that are, um, that are only grateful to what God currently does. So then they're... they're, they're 
their, uh, their gratitude is disproportionate. All right, it's disproportionate. Um, you forgot what he did yesterday. You forgot what he did last year. You, you, you forgot what happened two, three years ago. And, and, and for some people, it's, it's, that's the only way that they can live in their, in, in their pursuit of godliness. So, so there has to be an ongoing desire, an ongoing desire. I heard the worship team today. Come on, guys, singing. We were singing joy, joy, joy. And the people were in the back. Yeah. Hand in the back. And we're singing the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. That's not just a song. Those are his words. So godliness is what happens in our homes. It's what happens in the way we treat those that are closest to us. Those that know the real you, the tired you, the exhausted you, the stressed out you, the under pressure you. Not that goody one that you bring here on a Sunday. That's not godliness. This is easy. I tell you guys all the time. On Sundays, this is easy. None of us here. We're all on our best behavior. And listen, and if you are here on a Sunday and you are being pretty crappy, I can't imagine what you are outside of the church. Did I say crappy out loud? I said that. We can't bleep it, right? No, we can't bleep that. And I said crappy, okay. But, 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 but in all seriousness... In all seriousness, godliness is not what happens here. Thank you. It's what happens. Who we are here is very easy. You want to get to know the real me? You want to get to know the real me? Spend some time with me. (laughs) Who said that? Crystal? Crystal, I'm going to run you over. <laughs> Knock you and your husband off your motorcycle. <laughs> me personally, me personally, there have been many times that I have had to ask Becky and even my own children for forgiveness for my conduct, for my behavior, and things that I've said out of frustration, stress, and anger. I've, I've had to go back and say, hey man, I'm sorry, I was out of line, I was wrong. Yeah, that was yesterday. No. No, but, but, but I've had to do that. See, because godliness rejects any and all foreign attributes and behaviors that don't align up with the attributes and the behaviors of a holy God. So in the same way that your entire body and the sensory system reacts to the presence of a splinter in the human body, no matter how big or how small, anybody's experienced a splinter? Huh? No matter how tough you are, no matter how strong you are, it, it doesn't matter. You get a splinter, you don't function. And, and for those that, have, that, that, that deal with metal, if you've ever had a metal splinter from a drywall screw, that is hell on earth. It is one of the most painful experiences that you can ever feel. But that's because your body is naturally rejecting something that is foreign. Your body is saying there is something foreign that doesn't belong in the body. You all following me? That's what a splinter does. Your spirit has the very same reaction when something foreign to God's holiness is present. When there is something that isn't of God, your body is naturally rejecting it. In fact, when something foreign to God's nature in you becomes natural to you, that's a clear indication that you are no longer walking in the will of God. If it's happening, you have no reaction, something, you better check yourself. Look at the person next to you and say, no, (laughs) no, I didn't say it. No, I didn't say it. (laughs) You know what Jesus said? You know what Jesus said? And this scripture is not, this scripture is not um, up on the screen, but but I want to share it with you. 
Jesus said out of Luke chapter 6, 43 and 44, he said that a good tree can't produce bad fruit and that a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Did you hear that? In another verse, Jesus said that we will be known by what? Our fruit. We, we should be washed over with guilt and conviction when we commit a grievance against the ways of God. Becky and I were on vacation and, and, and we had a fabulous time. We had a great old time. Good old time. Good old time. We didn't break any laws. We didn't get into trouble. We're good. However, however, your pastor, I beg you, your pastor, Power Rangers came out. Allow me to explain. If you've ever been on a plane, no, I, well, well, yeah. Baby, we won't be baptizing in a few. So, so I'm on I'm on this plane, right? I'm I'm on this plane, and 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 to make matters worse, this this plane bears the word spirit. Got it? Yeah. Okay. And, 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 you know, there's only one way in and one way out. So when we're getting out, when we're getting out, I do the right thing. I get up, I grab my luggage from the overhead compartment. I squeeze it out of there. And so I'm, I'm standing, right? I'm standing, waiting my turn. Brother across from me decides that he wants to move me. And he starts to move me with his body. And he starts to move me and he's backing into me and moving me. And I was being respectful, was being courteous. I was being compassionate. I was being godly. I was being spiritual. Until... And I don't know what came over me, but something happened with these two fingers. And I grabbed these two fingers and I tapped them on the shoulder and was like, hey, I did that. Like I was going to do something. <laughs> and I was like, hey. And I looked at him and we locked eyes. And we locked eyes. And I said, hey. My wife is coming out next. And I was hoping. I was hoping. I was hoping that that's where it was going to end. But in all, in all seriousness, he turned around and he said, okay. Becky moved in there and I was like, then <laughs> 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 we started walking around and, and he grabbed he grabbed both of his canes and uh, no I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. No. No. <laughs> no. He, he 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 said okay and then he was behind me and all I could think about was it, it, it went out the window. No, honey, I'm not going to ask you. And, and I was being convicted. I, I was being convicted. Yeah, I felt, like, I felt like Will Smith, you know? It just... I did. I felt like... I did. It was a Will Smith moment. I was being convicted. I had no Africa to India to go to. Um, I was trying to get away and hide, but I couldn't hide. All eyes were on me, and I was stuck in this aisle, and con I was being convicted. I was, I was watching, you know, 
Pastor Jose and Will and, and, and Luis and Robert all giving me the eye like, man, just, this, just disappointed, you know? And I was like, yeah, I was just trying to be nice to everybody after that. It's just I lost all flavor. And, well, not flavor, but anyway. But stealing at work, cheating on your spouse, being mean, hurtful, others, to others, lying, spreading untruth, speaking ill about others, being disrespectful to your parents, children, being disrespectful to children, being disrespectful to a spouse, and other similar things. These things all go against the grain of godliness. It should make you uncomfortable when these things happen in your life. It shouldn't be the norm. Becky knows that's not normal in me. I don't, that's not who I am. I bark a lot. I, that's all that, I just bark. Okay? Never, I told you guys, I've never had a fight in my life, ever. So, so I don't know where that was going to go if... I don't know where that was going to go. I'm glad God was with me and he just kind of stepped in because... Um, yeah, yeah, we was gonna, that was going to be a, tic, a TikTok. I was gonna... <laughs> All right. But our spiritual health, seen in our godliness, hinges on our ongoing training. Somebody say training. training. Now, training cannot only happen on a Sunday. If you're coming here on a Sunday expecting that that's it for your godliness and for your walk with God, well, you got something else coming. Planet Fitness provides the equipment to make you fit, to make you healthy, but Planet Fitness doesn't make you healthy and doesn't make you fit. It provides you with the equipment and the opportunities for you to be healthy and for you to be fit. Are you following that? You and only you can make you fit and healthy. In the same way, Going to the church can provide you with a lot of spiritual treadmills, uh, spiritual elliptical machines, and spiritual weights, but neither can make you spiritually healthy and fit if you don't want to be spiritually fit. No one can do this for you. You and only you can train you for godliness. I'm glad you took that. Number three, then... How do we train ourselves? For, how do we do this? How do we train ourselves for godliness? Well, we need daily spiritual exercise to remain fit, to remain healthy spiritually. Things like, uh, like prayer time, scripture reading, meditation, fellowship, communion with others, times of devotion and similar things. Anything that's going to center you daily to remind you that you don't belong to you. And this is where the local church comes in. Are you plugged into the things that the church offers? Are you connected with healthy, fit friends? Spiritually healthy, fit friends. Let me ask that question again. Are you connected with healthy, fit friends? I don't like having dinner with healthy people. It's no fun. It's no fun. Alexis had a birthday, right? Yesterday. Happy birthday, Alexis. Happy birthday. And, and her husband, her, her husband, my son-in-law, took us out to dinner. He didn't. No, he rightfully, that's fine. I, we were okay with that. And, and so he take my son-in-law takes, just takes, it's the four of us. And, and we went to Chesapeake Inn, a little bougie, right? I was washed over with, with bouginess. And uh, I did the whole napkin thing, right? I put it, tucked it into my shirt. No, no, no. Put it on my lap. And we had our dinner and, and we, everybody smiled and we, you know, and, and we did our thing. And then the question at the end. No, not about who's going to pay the bill. Not that part. I, I looked at him and like, I dare you. You paying for this? Uh, are we gonna have any dessert? And immediately he shut it down. He shut it down for all of us. Uh, 
And, and Alexis was like, no, I'm not going to have not, not the sack. They're, they're on, a health, on a healthy binge. And like, we're not going to have nothing. And Becky and I are looking at each other. He, he shut it down for us, right? And then we were in a car, and I was, I was not feeling it, too. I was in the car. I was like, man, it's so cheap. Oh. I felt cheated. <laughs> felt wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why I had two, not that one. <laughs> Sir, you can have a single or double? No, double. Double. I ain't double. <laughs> and this is where your relationships come in. Your relationships come in. You got to search out people that are, that, are, that are healthy spiritually. Just like he said, no to dessert. God knows I don't need another few calories. God, I just, God knows that. And so, so when we're speaking in, in the natural realm, he did the right thing. No dessert. It's enough. Crab cakes. That's enough. You have broccoli. Enough. What else? Crab uh, bisque, right? It was the crab bisque. We had that. And we had mashed potatoes. It's enough. But I wanted more. <laughs> and it was like, nope, no dessert. But this is the same thing in spiritual, healthy people. There are things in us that we can sit together and go, no, nah, it's not good for you. It's not good. It's not good for your marriage, man. Hey, it's not good for the kids. Yeah, well, don't, don't, don't do that. And, and, and this is what happens in our spiritual relationships. When you, live, when, when you come to church and you live alone and you don't intermingle, you don't talk to people, you don't have relationships with no one, no one, like, like that's, uh, listen, there is no, accountab- no accountability there. So you're not going to survive Sunday to Sunday living as a loner. It's not going to work. Listen to me. It's not going to work. It's not enough. So you have to search out people, couples, dads, moms, and more that are doing or having the things that you want to see, that you want to have in your life. Befriend them. Invite them out for coffee, breakfast, lunch, dessert. (laughs) Have some sincere relationships with people. You know how many people at times will ask me because they know that I do uh, work and stuff around the house and, and, and I'm a little handy. And, 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 but they'll, they'll hey, pastor, I'm going to get you to come out my house and do this and do that and do this and do that. They invite me to lunch or dinner first. <laughs> ask me how I'm doing. Don't just be nice to people to try to get something out of them for your benefit. Yeah, you should clap for that. You know, George, George isn't here, and I was going to put him under the bus, but poor George. George has his own uh, shop. He's a, he's a mechanic, right? Yeah, good. One person clapped for George. And, but, but listen, you know how many times the service is finished, and he got a flood of people? Hey, when you gonna, can I drive my car off? Can, I, can you change the oil in my car? Can you? And I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like going, the poor man is trying to have a little worship time with his family, just some worship time for himself, and all you want is, or you're asking is about the repairs in your car. Stop. Sunday. Oh, y'all ain't clapping now. <laughs> so when is the last time we invited Brother George out for lunch and dinner and spent some time with him? To say, hey, man, how are you doing? How's your fa-? In fact, where is George today? Anybody know? Huh? He's home? You know that. Okay. You spoke to him. Okay. After you asked him to change the oil in your car. <laughs> Just messing with you. Just messing with you. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, we're not to have relationships here so that I could benefit from you. See what, what I can get out of it. Let's ask. Is there something we could pray for? Something that... That, that we can agree on together. Let's not use people of the church as a means to satisfy our personal agendas, needs, and benefits, but to extract. Somebody say extract. Yeah. To, to extract and absorb and obtain assets 
and gains that contribute to the godliness in our lives that we need. Mike and Jordan came out to two or better. They were so, they were so impacted by their experience that Mike, Mike asked his girlfriend to be his wife. Like a baller. He walked in there. He walked into the door. Boom, he said, I'm doing it tonight. I said, whoa. He said, like, you doing it right now? He's like, no, 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 no. We're going to do some dinner first. We're going to do some dinner first. I'm like, okay. Okay. But you know that he was completely surrounded by, 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 by over, over 10 couples, nine couples, 10 couples. That, that were all sharing their experience, where they are, the juncture of their life. Listen, they were all sharing. That's encouraging. They said, I, want, I want that. I want to have that. You mean what? Yeah, people saying, yeah, we have, we, we have intimacy about 26 times in, a, in three days. I'm like, wow. Our two or better are raw. It's, 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 the, it's, it's raw. The nicest, quietest people, the quietest people are the freaks. And Mike was like, so this is what marriage is about? <laughs> he ran out there and, and, and got, himself, got himself a ring. And congratulations to the two of you. <laughs> Being married 30, going on 33 years, I can tell you, is the best decision you have ever made. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, you got a good one. He's a good one. He's, he's a good one. Why Why we got to do that? Why we got to... You know what I'm saying? Can't let the brother have, have a braid. Like, ride this thunder. I'm sorry. You too, Jordan. <laughs> All right. So, so let's, not, let's, not, let's, not, let's not just have relationships in the church that just benefit us uh, or just a need, or 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 or, or what, you know, whatever your narrative is. Like it's like you know, I need some gardening done, or I need something done in my house, or I, just trying to benefit. Like man, we got to be better than that. Yes. We got to be better than that. Listen, if those things happen out of relationship, wonderful, wonderful. Um, and, and I know that there are many people here, man, that do wonderful things for each other. That's what relationships are for. But you, you're not going around trying to find out, what do you do, landscaping? Okay. You do what? Oh, mechanic shop. This is a good chair. And what do you do? Photography? Uh-huh. And what do you do? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Establish relationships and then build from there. Godliness puts a demand on you to train yourself to be actively involved in the health and the fitness of your own spiritual walk. You. You ought to, you ought to have an ongoing desire to want to grow in your walk as a believer, as a child of God. Christianity has, has, has growing seasons and stages. You grow from infancy to maturity. But you can't be in the same place in 2023 and you are in 2022. You should be able to look back at 2021 and go, man, I beat 20. I crushed it. Look, look at that. Like your, your wife and your kids and everybody should be able to like look back and like we crushed that year, didn't we? You know how many people have been defeated by a season? Just Still dragging themselves from, from a seat. Guys, seasons stop, seasons begin, and seasons end. And, and, you, and you know who ends those seasons? You do. So if you're carrying this stuff year after year and year after year, listen, it's not the season, it's you. So, so, so we, the, the life of a Christian is always growing and always maturing. 
This is why Paul said, I'd like to talk to you guys about some deep stuff, but I can't because you guys are still babies. You're infants. Paul said this in the Bible about a church. So you ought to be able to look back, be able to celebrate where you are and excited about where you're going next. You know, there are times that if you feel that you're not growing, you're not, you know, hey, man, there's some, some th- you, may, you may have to take a look at it and say, hey, uh, real quick inventory. I've plateaued. I've regressed. Some people go backwards. Listen, some people go backwards. And the harsh truth is that God doesn't hold me as a pastor responsible. He holds you responsible. M- my role as a pastor here at the church is to to create that constant awareness and provide you with the ongoing means for your growth and your development. But I don't grow you. You grow you. Did you hear that? Your growth doesn't hinge on me. Lastly, somebody say lastly. What are the benefits of godliness? We heard heard Paul tell Timothy, your benefits in this life, and the one to come. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Think about that. Corey. Do you guys know Corey is 75 years old? (laughs) He's at the gym at what time? 5 a.m. I remember one time, Becky, we don't like going to dinner with them because he don't do dessert either. They brought cake. They, they, they brought out the, the whole, the, 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 the server brought the cake, the pudding, and brought it all out. And what are you guys going to have? He's like, we ain't having none of that junk. I said, like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but scripture says the physical training is good. But listen, spiritual training for godliness is much better because it promises benefits. And as we wrap, wrap this up today, I don't have time to get into all of the details and the specifics because there is so much stuff um, that's out there when it comes to the benefits benefits of godliness. But uh, I want to share with you quickly, Kai, um, Kai Green. Anybody know Kai Green? Is, am I saying it right, Kai Green? He was on Stranger Things. He, had a, he was in the scene. We have a picture of, I'm sure ladies are known. Uh, I kid you not, that's what I see in the morning when I look at my, when I'm brushing my teeth, that's what I see. uh, That's that's what I see. But, But, you know, if you know anything about his story, if you know anything about his story, his whole life, he was rejected. He was, he, uh, his, his, his parents rejected him. He was taken away and um, he was awarded uh, to, to the state, lived from one orphanage to another one. And that's where he came into contact with, uh, I'm sorry, he was taken into um, a juvenile detention center. And, and that's where he fell in love with lifting weights and working out. And listen, and from there, he just grew a whole career out of, you know, physical training. All right. But, but that didn't happen. It didn't happen like my man from Brazil. What's the? That's real. That's, that's real. And what's he do? That's sinful injections. All right? The ladies know what that stuff is. But, but listen. You know what that is? You know what that is? That's cotton corners. That's the, that's the shortcut. I don't want to work for it. So what do I do? I have, a, I have a counterfeit version of what the original is. That's how many Christians are. And, and, and many Christians right now, look, seriously, they have, they have a, lot, a lot of fluff when it comes to, to, to Scripture. They can, memorize, they can memorize Scripture and quote Scripture, but they don't live Scripture. Seriously. 
And they can pray all night long. They can pray all they love to pray and pray and pray and pray. But you let them let them have a fight at home and then they're in the, the spouse and they don't speak to each other two, three weeks at a time. You know what I'm talking about? So it's, it's a lot of this. And this is what we have. And not just this, but that's in a lot of churches. And a lot of Christianity is, 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 is literally, it's just, just it's cutting corners. It's, it's, it's not real. It's not authentic. It's not genuine. Because listen, godliness takes training. Let me say that again. Godliness, real godliness, authentic and genuine godliness takes training, hard work. Are you listening? So I, I may look like this on the outside, but when God looks at me, he don't see this. He sees me like Kai. That's how he sees, he sees me like Kai. Put, back, put Kai Green back. That's me. That's me. That's me. Working on it. No, 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 no. But listen, listen, in, in, all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, our walk with God our work, our walk with God has to produce fruit. You have to grow from some stuff. Your, your husband should celebrate you, wife. You should be able to say, good job, honey. Good job. I, I remember where you were. And look at you. Good job. Wives, you should be able to celebrate your husbands and be like, oh, I'm proud of you. The children in the house should be able to celebrate dad and mom. Be able to go, we're so proud of you guys, man. Listen, I remember. I remember my son. I remember my son when, when our marriage was falling apart. But I remember my son at 12 years old. He used to cover his ears and, and cry uh, because Becky and I were killing each other. Or Becky was killing me. And, and, <laughs> and, and, but, but, but it was a mess. We had a, we had a mess in our house. There was a mess in my marriage. 12 years. And I was attending church. And I was singing in church. I was stomping my feet in church. I was hopping in the spirit in church. I was prophesying in church, speaking in tongues in church, singing in church. And then I would go home and I was a living, I was a living devil at the house. And I was that to my wife and I was that to my kids. And you know what the funny, the, not funny, but the interesting part is that no one in the church ever noticed. No one ever noticed it. Remember what I said. Remember what I said. When something is foreign in the body, the body naturally rejects it. So I will tell you in this church, this body, I will tell you when something is foreign, this body will reject it. So the list I'm going to give you is not a comprehensive list, but it's just a snippet of what Paul was referring to when he told Timothy that training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits. Is everybody with me? So 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, 10, and I'm, I'm wrapping this up because I'm going to give you these things real quick. His divine power has given us, has given us, has given us, some things, everything we need for a godly life. Who has given it? The divine power. Listen, through our Knowledge of him who caught us by his own glory and goodness. Next. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. Again. So that through them, through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Again. Let's go. Next one. I'm sorry, that was it? Okay, stop there. Okay, so the first one I want to give you in this list of benefits, that's fine, you can go to that one. You, you, you go there. Number one, his love. And, and I gave you scriptures, I'm not going to read them all so that you can go home and you can train and work out. Romans chapter 8, verse 38. Oh, stop. What are you guys what are you in a hurry for? The pastor want to wrap this thing up. Slow down. His love. Somebody talk about his love. Listen. Listen, his love for you is unending. You will never, ever experience a love like his love. So you need to know his love. And the reason you need to know his love is because you are to love your wife, not with your love, but you are to love with his love. Do you get that? And the, and the way I love, right, love your husband, you don't love him with your love. You got to love him with his love. And that's some hard love. Next, okay. Next one, adoption. 
You are adopted as his child. You're not a servant. You are his child. Let me say that again. You're not a servant. You are his child. He, he changes you. He takes you as his own. And he doesn't, listen, he doesn't make you a servant, but he makes you his child. Um, it's easy. It's easy to leave anyone else other than your own children. Well, moms know what I'm talking about. Moms are, fathers tend to, but moms know what it is. I can't leave them behind. Can't, can't leave them behind. Adoption, number three, quickly. His peace, man. Listen, if you don't know about the peace that surpasses all understanding, you need to go to Philippians chapter four, verse seven. You need to know about his peace. And the Bible says that that's the kind of peace he gives you. He doesn't give you the peace like this world gives. He gives it to you. He gives you his peace. Number four, quickly. He gives you a new identity. Listen, whoever you were before Jesus, done, gone, dead, finished. From, from the moment you come to Christ, you are a new creation. You have new DNA. You have a whole new lineage. I don't know what your family, I don't know what they were, but I'm, I'm here to tell you you're not that anymore. You have a whole new lineage. All right? Next, five, quickly. Citizenship. Man, this is, oh, this is awesome. I'm American or I'm Puerto Rican or I'm Mexican. And I'm, you got a whole new citizenship. From where? Heaven. Yeah. Heaven. Everybody in this place. We, listen, this country does a very good job at segregating and separating and, 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 and polarizing. Listen, the kingdom doesn't do that. The kingdom unites. All right? So, so the, you are a citizen of heaven. Next one. Six. Salvation. Oh, my God. His salvation. His salvation. If there's anything to ever worship is for that salvation that you have. And I don't have time to get into it, but listen, look, I have these scriptures there. I hope you're taking them down and not just applauding and staring, but Acts chapter four, verse 20 and Titus chapter three, verse five, read about his salvation. Next one, righteousness. I don't have time for that one, but that's right standing. Listen, you have right standing in God's eyes, not because of the things that you do, but because of what Jesus did. Listen, just because of what he did, you have right standing. That's exciting. And you can read that out of Romans chapter 8, verse 30. Guys, don't go too fast. Please follow me. Please follow me. And, and, and <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the, the next one. <laughs> Holiness. Holiness. Man, you know how, do you know how the devil likes to tell you that you are that, that you are scum, that you are no good, that you are, that you are broken and busted. And he makes you holy, not because of anything that you can do, but because of everything that Jesus did. Man, so you should read about this. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Next. Me mediation. He's a mediator. That's what he is. He's a mediator. Guess what? Whenever you go before God in prayer, whenever you go before God in prayer, you have a mediator between you and God. And, and you have Jesus who mediates for you. This, isn't, that's good news. Jesus goes in as your advocate. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's an advocate. He mediates between you. And uh, 10, quickly. Helper, the Holy Spirit. There you go, the Holy Spirit. Listen, many people don't know the Holy Spirit. I want you to read through chapter 8. Uh, verse 26, just, just, just read through the whole chapter so that you can know the, these are your benefits. And it's the knowledge of these benefits that makes you godly. That's how you train for this. Uh, so you, you're not alone. Listen, tell the person next to you, you're not alone. No, 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 no. Say it with conviction, you're not alone. Come on, tell somebody, you're not alone. You're not alone. All right, some people just stared and smiled. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 26. You're not alone. You have a helper. Holy Spirit who wants to help. Next one. Spiritual gifts. There's tons of spiritual gifts for you, for us all as his children. Listen, and they're spiritual gifts, not titles. They're gifts. They're titles. Uh, not titles, I'm sorry. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 7. You could read that on your own time. Was that the last one, David? Or is there one more? Victory over death. 
Listen, guys, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, we don't grieve like the world grieves. We grieve with hope. Let me say that again. We grieve with hope. All right. Are you listening to me? Why? Because Jesus took the sting of death. So he conquered. He conquered and he's victorious over death. And then he hands it over to you. That is a wonderful benefit to have. And I talk, Becky and I talk about death all the time. We're not, we're not afraid of it. Are, are you understanding? Only when we're flying, then, then that's different. <laughs> Lastly, stand to your feet. Grace. 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 Man, just all eyes closed in this place. His grace. His grace. When my children were home and they were hungry, they didn't have to pray for food. Dad was home. Mom was home. There were provisions already made. If they were cold, they didn't have to pray for shelter. Mom and dad were there. They provided it. All of these promises are yours. They're yours. You don't have to work for them. You don't have to struggle. They're all yours. Bible says, out of Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I- Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.